Our next guest in the studio is in because, well, she's a friend of the show and now she's won another exceptional award. Last week on the 18th of April at the New York Festival's TV and Film Awards, uh, TI22 Films, the Dubai-based production company, has picked up another award and uh, one of their creators and one of the head honchos there, uh, Reem Alhuni, is joining us in the studio once again. Thanks for joining us. Great to have you in. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and this is another award because you've won, what, 11 world medals, 13 finalists awards. Do you have any room in the office for all the awards now? There's always room. There's always room. You make room. You know, there you make you space. So, yes, absolutely. This is incredible. So, t- talk us through, I mean, what was the process of these awards? Uh, were these awards like you had to send in uh, your, your doctor, you know, your, your work over there? Or was it something that they check out and pick so the way the New York festivals work every year is you send, so every year you look at you know the portfolio of work you've produced and you pretty much decide, do you have something that is a contender? And mm-hmm. you put it forward. Um, and it's actually judged by an international jury and they're usually previous winners from across the industry. Um, and the judging is done online. So this year I believe there were entries from over 40 countries. Wow. Um, so it is an award that is uh, you know, the, de- the decision makers are your peers in the industry. So th- for that it makes it quite Um, you know, it's quite valuable because you know that you've been you know, awarded by people in the know in the in the industry. So 40 different countries. And yeah, fortunately, we were selected and I'm really happy about it. And the video that you won, what was it? It was something to do with the Kabinsky Hotel at MOE. It was actually more than that. It was the great campaign uh, from the UK because Chef Vinit is, uh, is someone we've worked with for a long time and he uh, is an ambassador for the great campaign. And he approached me last year and said, you know, I'm, I'm working on this collaboration with the Kabinsky and it was a British high tea. Um, and it was a campaign to help promote their British high tea, which he is a very big part of and curated. And he's a big fan of, you know, UK ingredients and everything else. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun little project we did uh, about a year ago. And it, when we did it, I don't think we, any of us thought, you know, this is where it would go. And I'm really excited to, to see the outcome. So what, what, what are the ingredients that make an award-winning film? Good question. You know, in, in honesty, there, everyone out there right now has bought a camera, practices on the weekend and says, oh, I'm a filmmaker, yep. which is great. I mean, I'm really happy that our industry has opened up and, and you know, the threshold is, is lowered for anyone to enter. However, when it comes to kind of producing something that's high quality, I do think things like lighting play a big part. I think the cinematography plays a big part. Having a creative director who has a vision for the story, trying to get the right sound bites. So in our particular film, Chef Finit tells us about his love for British ingredients and just the way he does it. It's, it's a storytelling, it's a narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think those kind of skills, you know, you develop over years. Um, and, uh, and yes, whilst I'm a fan for the growth of our industry, I think there is something to be said for the quality and the experience that can come out when you're producing something of this calibre. It's a great point you make because given that everyone has access to 4K cameras or huge high definition resolutions and we've all got editing apps whether they're free in our favourite social media applications and we're really only enjoying them on phones generally, do you think that sees a reduction in quality or a reduction in people's standards because they're seeing chop edits and they're seeing lighting that's not correct and we're seeing someone who might make great content but the lighting and the video is wrong but it can still get a million views. Do you know that's taking away from great filmmaking? 
I think it's a completely different industry, actually. You know, I think it's a different industry. It's a different skill set. It's a different audience a lot of the time. Um, and as a result, you know, there are people who are trying to adapt and it's not easy. Like if you're used to the cinematic TV commercial world and you're used to having these big cameras and lights and now you're competing with someone who's like, bought a light down the road and has like been playing on their mobile phone, you know, it's possible that they still produce a great creative film that works on social, but it may not have the same impact that one of your big productions would have. So I think it's just knowing the time and the place for both and the audience for both. Um, and I think people underestimate what goes into a big production. So for example, um, we actually had a colorist on our, uh, mm -hmm. our award-winning film. Our colorist, I think, spent three days. Our film is less than a minute long. It's a minute. He spent three days wow. just on the color correction, you know, just making sure that it had the right mood, the right tone, the right. You don't get that level of attention to detail when you're doing something quickly on your phone on an editing app. How hard then is it to accurately describe to clients the importance of that when most <laughs> clients, I've been in that experience when I'm making, making videos, oh, but I've got apps that can just swipe and do that. Why do you need to employ a third party to be able to bring in that expertise? It's incredibly difficult, which is why actually, like anyone who knows me or is familiar with me, I have different brands. So I have a brand dedicated to the high-end production. So TI22 Films is where we do all the high-end production. And the clients we tend to work with on that level are maybe more aware of the production process and, and, and want to produce something that is award-winning, right. that will stand out, that will get people's attention. So they're willing to invest in that level of production. However, you know, I have other brands that like many people are aware of Dubai On Demand, and that's where we work with a lot of SMEs and startups and smaller businesses. And for them, it doesn't matter. Like the color, that's not the objective of, mm. the, of the piece. The objective is cheap and cheerful, quick, out, let's get attention, let's get eyeballs. How do we do that? Let's turn it around as quickly as possible. <laughs> so there's no way you're going to spend the same amount of time or resources on that level of production. Well, that's true. But then again, when you're fighting out for the similar audience base, you know, I mean, you can't really point out and say, okay, no, this is only my target audience and they're not on the phones. They're literally everywhere. The attention span of today's audience is maybe a few seconds. The thumb is moving upwards literally every moment. How do you ensure that that person who you're targeting is sitting down and watching that one minute video? It's always in the opening. So it's everything related to what we call the hook. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the first three to five seconds. And if it's on social, then how do you grab your audience's attention? Is it with the statement? Is it with the music? Is it with the look and feel? Is it with just giving them something that they relate to so that they want to continue watching? So with social, I think that's even more important because, as you said, it's, it's literally three seconds yep. for your thumb to go mm -hmm. up that feed. Um, but I think when you're producing something of a higher quality, then the audience is different because because they're, I guess they're being, I don't want to say made to watch, but they're usually <laughs> in a situation where True. the product you're producing, let's say a film, you know, you're in a cinema. So you're seated and your attention is yeah. on that screen. So it becomes, it's still important to grab their attention, but you have room to breathe and tell True. more of a story. I mean, yeah, the, the, the audience in this case is committed to watch what you, what, what you produce. But Again, the difference, uh, like like Kitch mentioned a while back, that differentiating on what the client needs and what the client perceives of his brand is is challenging for uh, someone like you who's, who's sitting across the table and thinking that 
listen, your brand needs something high quality and you're thinking mid-level. How do you convince and change that mindset? I hate to say this, but I learned a really long time ago, some you do for show and some you do for dough, you know, and you just get to, you get to the point, you know, where you realize like, is this a client who is invested in understanding mm. that, you know, people are going to have a certain perception of their brand based on the content they put out there. Right. Do they realize that if they put low quality content out, then it's possible they'll perceive that brand to be a low quality brand. And if they get it, then there's an opportunity to educate them into the, the value of paying a bit more attention, investment resources to up the game. A lot of brands you know don't, they don't care. care they don't they don't they just want to see quick eyeballs and for them does that mean you spend three days color correcting an image probably not no. you've been uh, working on video corporate videos uh, for a long time how have you seen creativity in the arab world change over your journey how have i seen it change um like have the expectations of what the clients and what the audience wants in this compared to some of your staff who may have been more skilled in, in, in Western ways of, of making videos and creativity? So I hate to say this, but I think this region has a long way to go in that department. Um, and mainly because, you know, I trained in the UK and I think the objective there for everyone was like, how do you outdo the other person? Mm. You know, so you're always on this this playing in a field where it's like I want to do something different I want to do something better how do I come up with something new I think people are still very safe here I still think it's a space where people go show me where it's done before you know or like oh can you show me a reference because they need to see something to visualize it so I don't think we quite have the appetite for risk where it's like you know what I'm going to try something I haven't seen before and you know what it may fail but like it's a it's an opportunity to do something new. Mm -hmm. I don't come across that as often. But do you think that's? But do you think maybe there's more opportunity here because there's more understanding of video content? It's probably more. I would say more here because there's not a reliance on traditional media. There's not long legacy media outlets. I think that's a valid point that the legacy isn't there. And interesting you bring that given that I've just started a new TV show yeah. a, couple, a couple of months no, ago. But, but you don't so. have, but you don't have, um, and that's great. And that's that's a whole other conversation because you, you're going an hour long now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went an hour literally two days ago. So we're, we're on air. Well, we'll give it a DXB today. It's on. Where can you find it? It's on Dubai One every night at 8 p.m., which is awesome. And we, you know, we sh but similarly, we share all that content online because we're very aware that the reach online is going to be very different to as you said traditional TV there aren't as we, we know that we know that that's where the audience is well we, were, we could talk to you for hours but we're almost out of time if you needed a, uh, a reason or proof uh, that Reem is a, uh, a video expert you're the only person I know that sits through the entire Academy Awards each year I do I love it I love it it's on my diary the time is blocked God forbid anyone tell me anything before I've actually seen it myself so that, no, that's yeah. what I give you credit for how can you sit down and not have spoilers before you sit down it's to watch very, it it's very very difficult I'm very and I'm one of those people get annoyed when they cut things out. Say, no, I want to see every moment. Well, the website is ti22films.com. That's just one part of your story. Uh, but Reem, congratulations on winning yet another award in New York. And thank you very much for joining us here on Talk 100.3. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to another TSB TalkSport Business Podcast. And don't forget, if you want to hear the full show, we're live every weekday from 3 to 7 p.m. across the UAE on Talk 100.3. Or you can listen to us via the Big Fan TV app.